Welcome to Line Noise. Today we have a very special guest. It's Magic Mark Dix on the mic. Hi. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a big, big guest. You had to come from far. I came from all the way from number nine. We're here at number ten. One better. <laughs> by one by louder, definition, exactly. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the uh, things, the electronic things we're looking forward to seeing at Primavera Sound, which is just a couple of weeks away. Well, in fact, you're listening, it'll be one and a bit weeks away. Good Lord, that's no time at all. And we're going to start off with one, probably the thing I'm most looking forward to seeing. We'll talk about it a bit afterwards, but this is Cybertron with Clear. Three, four... So that's my first choice, the very first thing. Well, the thing I want to see most at Primavera Sound this year 
Uh, Friday, May 31st, 1.40 in the morning. You going to go, Mark? Of course I am. Oh, what time? 1.40 in the morning. Oh, that's manageable, isn't it? Yeah, it's reasonable, sort of Spanish time. Although I might have a meltdown before. You've never seen them before? No, well, this is the first time they've, they've ever toured in 2019. They recently played their first ever gig at the Barbican in London. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they split up ages ago. They split from, like, 1985 and uh, got back together. Well, sort of back, got back together. It's Juan Atkins um, with two new people. But that counts, you know. How do you feel about seeing, mm, what do you call them? Not vintage acts, what do you call them? Legacy acts. I feel very, very good indeed. I mean, if they've never played live before, right... Uh, you know, it's not like I'm going to be comparing them to their, you know, legendary 1986 performance. They've never played live, you know. Um, and also, I think a band like this, or indeed Kraftwerk, the technology is so much better these days, you know, that it, it, it kind of suits it. You know, I kind of don't want to see a band like that sort of having trouble making their keyboards go on time. You know, like I want to see them do this futuristic, like, incredible performance, which apparently is what they're doing. Um, apparently, it's really quite mind-blowing. Uh, at the Barbican, which is like kind of cold London people went mad well I feel that yeah music that's cold like this a little bit I can call it cold it's calculated I feel that it works way better than maybe going to see a 60 year old Atari Teenage Riot or something like that yeah no I mean it's always been like it's kind of ageless isn't it you mm, know absolutely classic sounds I mean we were just talking about Richard 3070 Davis who was in uh, Cybertron and who's now 67 like he was a Vietnam vet and made the first techno record back in uh, 1978 I believe which is pretty nuts. We're going to have to look that up. But that was very much... Um, they they Because they're tuned Techno City, that kind of cemented the name Techno for the genre, I think. Legend. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be there. So the next person I want to see is DJing and playing live. He's another one that's kind of not really played live before. In fact, I believe this is his live debut, or it was according to what he was tweeting recently. Um... I have seen him DJ once, and it was absolutely fabulous. I've no idea what his live set's going to be. It's Object. Um, that's something you're looking forward to, right? Absolutely. Big fan of his 12 inches. Um, I don't know how many he put out, but they were just called Object 1, 2, 3, 4, and so on. And this one we're going to listen to now, theme from Q. This came out, what, two years ago? Something like that. This was his first experiments with Breakbeat, really. And, well, this... This tune's so big, and as you pointed out the other day, in this night, that nice slap bass that's in the middle of it, it's kind of weird breakdown. It's, that's what takes it away from just being a sort of rehash of breakbeat stuff and makes it, you know what I mean, a bit more thinking person's dance floor music. Do you know what I loved about this tune? Go ahead. Right? He basically said, oh yeah, there was this club in Berlin that I used to go to that I absolutely loved, and the resident invented this tune that he used to make, and and I, like but he never recorded it, So like, and then the club burnt down, so I had to try to recreate <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, this is incredible, brilliant, I love it. He just made it all up. And this is going to be, well, it's definitely as live, the first time he will have done live stuff. Yep. Um, one of the first live gigs he's done, and off the back of the release of his album, which is not that dance floor friendly, but really well received all the same, it just came out recently. I know, that's what's interesting to me. Like, it's because the new album was kind of really not very dancey at all. It was kind of like weird acoustic synthesis electronics, like beautifully crafted kind of thing. Um, so who on, on earth knows? I tried to be? book Object not that long ago when I was still had illusions of being a promoter. And he was very much on the new normal tip back then. I'm talking about four, four or five years ago. He wouldn't entertain an offer if there weren't um, basically a sort of a female, a strong female presence on the bill, which, you know, I think is valu uh, valuable, uh, noble. 
I once tried to uh, get him in for line noise, actually, and he said he wasn't interested. Oh, well. I think we have to tap him up at the festival because this is a very interesting individual in electronic music. Exactly. Should we listen to the hit? It's the theme from Q.
sounds of Object theme from Q. Sounds of the slap bass. Um, the next person I really want to see uh, is we're going from Q to Goo. That's so good. Oh, I, so I, well done. I try. Yeah, I literally only just noticed it. That, that tune, by the way, literally just started a party in the studio. That's how that's how good it was. People have come from all around to, to jam in the party with us. Yeah. To but, hang out. Exactly. Uh, and if it's like that, us just talking about Object, what the hell is it going to be like when he plays live? Don't know. Do we know what stage he's on or anything like that? Have we got that information at hand? Uh, I think he's on the Lotus stage. I did just look it up, but then I went to go and look at something else. So Lotus um, stage, just over the bridge there, and that nice little, by the best toilets in the whole festival. Well, we're Cybertron playing, so you can hang around after. That's it, do it. So the next one, right, is Peggy Goo. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all know Peggy Goo. Um, she's so hot right now. She certainly is. And she was so hot last summer when I tried to go and see her, she didn't turn up. You know what I mean when you try to go and see someone and they don't turn up? Was that digital? It was, was it was right. digital. Yeah, she was like number one on my list of things I wanted to see, and she did not turn up. And it was like a bit like when I went to see James when I was 13 years old, and they cancelled. Not as bad as that. That that really was terrible. But. Well, how how do you reckon it works on the part on the point of view of the promoter when one of your big acts cancels? What how what? Obviously, you get you get told sooner or later. Sometimes you probably know sooner. Maybe you don't even get told till the last minute until you you realise that the plane's landed without your artist on. I reckon you just panic a bit. But everyone's there already. I mean, and you can probably find another artist like, I don't know, let's say a Skepta or someone knocking around. Um, <laughs> Creative rescheduling, you do know. Do you reckon people get really pissed off about it, fans? Yeah, because people get pissed off, pissed off about everything, don't they? Any excuse, you know. You can just imagine people going up to the security guard, look, I want Peggy Goo. No, no, and no one ever says, thanks Peggy Goo for turning up. You know what I mean? They only get mad when she doesn't turn up. What about all those other times when she didn't... When she did turn. You know, when she, she did turn. Exactly, exactly. Very much expecting her to turn up this time. So here's the thing. I don't think I've ever heard her DJ. Well, obviously I didn't she didn't turn up. Um, but I really like her productions. I mean, like that Igetani from... Was it last year? Or uh, year? That, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. from last year. It was absolutely brilliant. It was just like... I love an anthem that you hear everywhere. You know what I mean? It's so rare that... Big tunes bring us together that are kind of respectable, and yeah, that was one of them. And this year's tune, big tune, is another one. Is it even better? It might be. Do you think? Things have to macerate before you can really mm, term them a classic, but we're going to listen to it in a minute, so we'll be able to tell how the process of maceration is going on. Do you know what I like? She's got a really good sense of melody. She's got really good riffs, and really sort of light and bright and beautiful. Do you reckon her image has got anything at all to do with her success? It's a spiky question, isn't it? I'm going to say no, because, like, there's lots of... I mean, obviously, image is important, right? But there's lots of, like, people with very cool images that aren't doing as well. I think it's down to her tunes. Like, if she hadn't had a tune as good as uh, Ikehami, then she, you know, she'd have been, like, where she was, which was sort of pretty low down. I mean, it's helped... She worked for Levi's, didn't she? And she got loads and loads of grief for that. Like, but So it's helped for things like that, but... That um, that relates nicely to the tune that I'm going to uh, start my little mini-mix with later. Oh, yeah, stick around, listeners. We've got a mini-mix. We're going to be talking over it, but we've got a mini-mix. Should we listen to Peggy Goo? Yeah, run the track. Oh, yeah. 
like it on uh, line noise we play all these bangers ah you should come on again uh, uh, you and you're really productive as well, well we try this, this is like the 12th show and 13th is in the can with an interview with oh my god so excited uh, that was Peggy Goo. She's going to be playing the Ray-Ban Friday, May the 31st, uh, at 4.10 in the morning, which limits my possibilities of being there, uh, to be honest. I might go. I'd love to go. How are we going to do it? We can do, like, shifts or what? We can't... It's going to be hard for all of us to be there in, in a time like that. I would... But wouldn't it be great if we were all there and yes. just that bit where she, she goes, us, and we go, us. Yeah, that'd be us. That'd be good. All right, after, after playing some, you know fairly obvious things i wanted to go a little bit more obscure if i may yes absolutely um and uh i'm going to take something from you know uh, the adidas originals stage okay um they've got various nights one of which is el punto which i believe is that the young beef thing that he's putting together that is andre's saying yes andre and andre knows he's done research that's good um have you heard of ian isaiah Mark? no not at all 
Have you heard of Sinjin Hawk? Yes. Right. Sinjin Hawk is a producer, Fractal Fantasy, mm-hmm. who I really enjoy. Um, we had Martin Booty Spoon, who's another Fractal Fantasy member, Online Noise. In fact, just, just last week, we had Xavier Stone, yet another of the uh, Fractal Fantasy people. But anyway, so he, uh, Sinjin Hawk uh, has produced most of Ian Isaiah's uh, latest album. And it's weird, futuristic... R&B, Future Club, drenched in autotune and weird effects and all <laughs> kind of things like that. It's called, the album is called Sugar Sex Tape Volume 1. Um, don't let that put you off. Um, he's playing at, on the stroke of midnight, uh, Saturday, June the 1st. So technically Sunday, but you know what I mean. Uh, on the Adidas original stage. And we're going to listen to one of those tracks that Sinjin Hawk produced. Uh, look out for the sort of R&B production, the gospel vocals, the general messed upness of the whole thing. This is Kill Up. Kill up, kill up, kill up, kill up. Kill up, 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 Bodegas with the ice, I'ma make them And my bitches with the juices With that watermelon flavor, huh? Oh, she got that 
sit in the club, flashing lights and hitting CD Clapping up the cool, sitting pretty on his knees French tips done, he has any fun in them Ian Isaiah with Kill Up, uh, who is playing at midnight, although it prompted a little bit of panic when we couldn't actually find uh, where he was. Uh, but yes, he is apparently playing at that particular time. Someone else who uh, we've had on Sprung, who's an absolutely lovely person and who's actually playing at quite a parent-friendly time, because that's what we're all about, is Rukona. Very much so. Um, her appearance uh, on Sprung was was revelatory. I mean, have we had a more interesting person? Uh, well, no, that's uh, we've had lots of. Uh, but that she, yeah, I mean, a real, that was a person who really came out of left field. I love what she does. She's a drummer, yes. and I've seen pictures of playing live. It's basically her on a drum kit with like one of those, you know, mic sort of headphone things, you know, like the really the sort of football referee one or American football referee. That's it. Um, and her music is all kinds of strange, a bit jazzy, childish, avant-garde. The album came out last year, but has just been put out in physical format on vinyl um, in on Dabba Dabba's label. Dabba Dabba is a fantastic um, venue in San Sebastian. I don't know, who, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's like an no. associ- cultural association, but yeah, it's very much the place of reference for anyone in the Basque country looking to go out and enjoy themselves. Um, and yeah, it's called Shush, and it's an incredible album. It's worth mentioning as well, she did us a mix. She did us a mix. The, and that was brilliant. Yeah, the, the third episode, wasn't it, of DJs Take Control, um, which I suppose shows us her, her influences. And yeah, it's a wonderful session of music. So eight o'clock, uh, very reasonable time on the Lotus stage. A lot of things we, we seem to be recommending are on there. Um, I think we might actually be there if we're not working. Go on, what time is it? Eight o'clock. No, uh, we're, there, we're there, we're there. We're there. We wouldn't, wouldn't not be there for Rukula. We'll bring our Rukula stickers. We'll bring actual bags of rucola. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I, I wonder if anyone's done Someone must have done that, surely. Well, but I, I don't know. I'm that much of a fan that I would go and get a bag of rucola signed by rucola and have it there rotting from the wall and never throw it away. Uh, I, do you know I once collected a cigarette tip from the lead singer of the band Gene? And had it in my broom for <laughs> <laughs> years. <laughs> That's how the gene for crying out loud. So yeah, a, a bag of rucola sound by rucola is a lot better. Mm. Um, shall we listen to her before I bring out any more embarrassing Britpop-related stories <laughs> about myself? I can't wait to hear this. What, what have you picked? Icy blue coral.
Chocolat. Icy blue coral. Tip. Tip. Go and see her. Go and see her. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant. And from Rucola, we are lucky enough that Mark has not only come in as a guest, he's done us a mix. That's the kind of devotion we want. Well, I know my way around Ableton, and for me, there's no better way of putting music together than mixing it in some form or another. Uh, maybe you're not beat matching all the time, but you, you know what I mean? Even intros nicely go together. Um, and, well, for the first one, it's, not, it's beatless music, and it's from a person who's been... Mm, called the diva of the diode or america's first female synth hero a person who's been nominated for the best new age album five times at the grammys can you believe the grammys (laughs) they used to have best polker album so they might as well have oh right do you reckon they've discontinued that award but they've discontinued the polka one new age might still exist i don't know it sounds really hipster if you say it now, but I don't reckon Yeah, I don't think that's what they were thinking back in the day. But I know about this person because she's been reissued on Andy Votel's Finders Keepers. Um, uh, the song we're going to listen to is one of those songs that's been reissued. But yeah, this is um, an uh, electronics pioneer uh, from Indiana originally. Um, I'm not sure when the last time she was in Barcelona, but uh, as far as I know, like, She's not been here for a, a while. She played Sonar in 2016. All right. I went to oh. see her and it was rammed. Oh, really? Like, couldn't get in the room, kind of rammed. I mean, well, it could just about get in the room, but it was really hard. It was like one of those... Uh, she <laughs> definitely wasn't on my radar at that time. But this person's had a, like, a, one of the most unbelievable careers, um, as we were just mentioning. She, well, she eventually found herself... This is in 1974. She finds herself like out of work and and just and trying to do performances with four speakers, quadraphonics, sound setups, um, without much luck. Um, she was a session musician, but yeah, she ended up striking gold by making special noises with her uh, custom-made synths for the likes of Coca-Cola, Marilyn Lynch, AT&T, and General Electric. And the sound of a bottle of Coca-Cola being opened and poured was one of her most famous bits of work that's crazy isn't it making us something that iconic like something that's been heard billions and billions and billions of times and if you go to a youtube page the first video that comes up is it's a well basically it's a bleeping musical dishwasher it's a bit of work an advert that she did like in it must have been in the late 80s or something like that anyway She's also got like, well, I don't know, maybe 20 odd albums or something to her name, um, along with some live albums and compilations. And I think this is an unmissable, unmissable and very special performance. It's going to be, unfortunately for us, at the same time the Champions League final. But let that not dissuade you from going. It's 10 o'clock and it's on the Ray Band Studio State. Oh, that's going to be good with the sun going down. That's going to be good. Do you know what? We might even be competing against her. If we're talking about the football at halfway, which may or may not happen. We might even be going up against <laughs> None of us invented the sound of a Coke bottle opening. Get to work on your cloning, Ben. All right, We're going um, to need it for the 1st of January. Uh, 1st of June. Um, so, yeah, um, let's listen to a little bit of Suzanne Chani, and we'll go on to my next selection after this.
So that was the first wave, Birth of Venus from Seven Waves by Suzanne Tierney. And that was re-released on Finders Keepers 2016. Lovely album if you're into that new age sort of business. And I can just confirm that the Grammys does still have a New Age Award. Uh, and in 2019, it was won by Opium Moon with Opium Moon. Big up Opium Moon every time. <laughs> exactly. Well done. Well done them. They beat loads of other people I haven't heard of. So, well done. It must be said, though, New Age is happening. It's time for a New Age. And do you know what? I think my new Radio Flea show is going to be about New Age. I've got to get one in next week. So, you know what I mean? I better make up my mind soon. Yeah. Oh, that, that will have already happened by the time this goes out. So last week, mental yeah. gymnastics. <laughs> <Last at work>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Doctor Who. We're getting all the timelines uh, mixed up. Um, can you hear another tune in the background? I can. And I, I, I remember when these were announced. You got on the WhatsApp and you were like, "I can't believe they're going to play." And I hadn't even heard of them. Right. Maybe this is. I mean, this was the whole point of this stage, right? And um, I think, well. To some extent or another, I think the the idea has been realised. So the Your Heineken stage was open to suggestions from people um, to, I don't know, suggest names of bands that normally would be hard to see or haven't been before or, or you've on, you're the only one that's heard of them. Clearly seems to be the case with Severed Heads. Um, I reckon, but I reckon they're going to be really well received. It's uh, a band, quite melodic, um, IDM, EBM sort of band from Australia that started as, and you're going to like this, Mr. and Mrs. No Smoking Sign <laughs> in 1979. Um, and, well, they've been through various lineups. They've got together, they've broken up, they've got together. And, um, well, they're currently comprised of two members, one of whom is fairly original. Um, their massive, massive, massive tune uh, is Dead Eyes Open, but I've gone for a, a bit more of a laid-back one, and this is Lamborghini. Unfortunately for fans of the darker sound side of electronics, they're playing at the exact same time as Neat's Red, but I would encourage you to go and go and see Severed Heads. It was a unique chance to go and see a classic band that you might not have ever heard of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could probably go and see Neat's Red some other time, whereas Severed Heads, I don't know, they're, they're not, they're not going to be doing many gigs, are they? Particularly not, so not in Barcelona. Mm. It's three in the morning again. That's going to be one of the ones I'm going to make an effort for. Um, check out Lamborghini, I'm sure you'll agree. Ben, we're staying down under. 
Excellent. That's very much the case. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm about 12 years old. No, no, you're not. laughing at that. Was that inten- intended? No, not at all. Down Under is, is very much uh, what a lot of people refer to, Australia and New Zealand. And this is another Aussie act, an Aussie act I'm really fond of. And to prove that all my tastes aren't based on acts in the 1970s and 1980s, this is Rosa Terenzi. She's fresh. When I say fresh, she's like 24 years old and she's got a whole host of EPs, really well-received EPs under a belt, including the most recent one for Deck Mantel. Um, I read quite an in-depth st- um, story of her background, but unfortunately she hasn't. She didn't invent the sound of Coca-Cola or anything like that, but she does. She is an expert in the sounds of Electro, um, IBM, and a li- sorry, IDM, and a little bit of breaks thrown in for good measure. I think this is going to be one of the DJ sets that you ought not to miss. This is Weakest Link. a glaring error. No. Now before, I said that Suzanne Chani was playing at the Ray-Ban Studios, and I thought it was the Ray-Ban, but I'm sure I'm not going to be the only person who's confused by this. It's not the big Ray-Ban stage where you, with the C behind it. Ray-Ban Studios is that car park that was used for the first time last year. Now, sound, calling it a car park makes it sound a bit rubbish. I mean, I know it. I love I, car parks. Well, <laughs> me too. Yes. But, you know, the average person doesn't come to Barcelona and think, let's go to a car park. No. But they do it up really nicely. And the sound was incredible last year. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but um, the after party was held there for the staff. So a lot of people have had fun memories of the Ray-Ban studio. So both Suzanne Chani and Rosa Terenzi are playing this stage. I can't remember the time. What time is she playing, Rosa Terenzi? 2.30 in the morning, yeah. uh, Friday, May the 31st. And this is going to sound so good in a grotty little... Car park no, basis. no, it's not grotty, it's clean, it's clean. 
It, but it, yeah, it's very much it's it's an that's I think what's what festivals miss a little bit an area that's enclosed. I mean, you can put up a tent and everything like that and the normal uniform inside. I like a place that's kind of unpredictable. It's got nooks, it's got crannies, and I think um, the Ray Ban Studio stage is going to be one of those spots. We going to make it two thirty in the morning. Yes, um, I, I have to because I, made, I didn't make it the last time she was in town, so I feel very much obliged to do so. Do you know what? In the picture I've got of her, she, it looks like uh, the expression on her face says, "Mark told me he's going to turn up," <laughs> and then he did. Really she looks really muddy in the picture. Yeah, she really does. I'm sure photo. she's not like that. She's really well dressed, and uh, pictures are really t- tasteful. But can you smile as a DJ in a picture? Uh, not many people pull it off, unless you're Giles Peterson or someone like that, and everyone loves you anyway. I don't think you're going to get very far smiling in a picture. No, also, maybe happy hardcore DJs do, like Gabba DJs. I think, I don't think so. No, they sort of like... Happy hardcore, maybe. Yeah. Sharky Gab- and Hicksy <laughs> in cartoon form, maybe. Sharky and Hicksy, are they playing? Next year. Next when year. Happy Hardcore comes back, um, they'll be. The, no, they won't. I don't think anyone's got that sort of sense of humour. <laughs> I can hear another tune coming in. My God. Right. Wait. What do you know about jazz? Uh, that jazz is very hot, very. Uh, in in the lots of people are interested in her work <laughs> careful, kind of way. Careful. Excuse me. No, that's what I meant. Hot as in like like she's a rising rising talent. You hear a lot about her. She plays uh, here in Barcelona a lot. Um, she's a bit jazzy, correct? Um, yes and no. She's darker more than jazzy, but yeah, there's elements uh, of freestyle in there. She's uh, from Asturias originally uh, living in Berlin now with a lot of other Spanish people having a good time and getting smoky clothes when they go out and she's played at uh, Berlin Atonal for, for instance that's one of the I suppose where you find some of the more progressive acts in electronic music that's where they might be found and also I don't know have you ever been to to the festival in Vitoria or heard of the festival in Vitoria which is called Mugaco no it sounds like fun though it's, yeah it's Spain's biggest uh, what was biggest well it's, it's certainly in its uh, one of its most premier techno festivals and it's in Vitoria in the Basque country um, I'm not sure they're going to celebrate it this year but other years the, the lineup has been astounding um, and Jazz is I believe correct me if I'm wrong amongst the acts that uh, are going to appear with the Avern Discs crew when they do their takeover well she is appearing in the Desperados Cube right that's where they're doing it yes, isn't it yes exactly um, unfortunately no John Talibut's disco mix this year but plenty of other stuff to um, in its stead um, people like well um, Jazz who we're listening to right now and there's Veronica Basica um, also playing live and Jazz is gonna close the night out oh no no 2.40 till 4.30 on the Friday night. Do you know what as well? We were talking a little bit about spaces and enclosed spaces. I'm quite into stages where they do something a bit different, like a cube or a chiringuito or a football pitch, as we're going to get at El Punto by Adidas Originals. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you look on the map, there's a football pitch. All right, um, Desperado's cube. I'm looking at the map. Um, I mean, this is it's down just a square thing. No, cro- right. Okay. Cross the bridge. Yes. Go to the left, mm. basically. Okay. It's where the big dance stage was uh, last year, pretty much. Okay. I got to say, the the only time I've been for a big night out in the bus country, boy, they are some nice, nice people there. Oh yeah, very generous. Very like, generous. Absolutely um, lovely. Cali Macho's left, right, and centre. That's the not just a stereotype. Was harder than than right. granite in hell. It was <laughs> unbelievable, and I can kind of see, like, I mean. I can see where Jazz is, is, is coming from. This is pretty uh, 
pretty hard. This is hard business, um, and it's on Mannequin Records, great record label. This is Mino Tauro. Hope you enjoy it. That was the sounds of jazz. Three S's, Mino Dauro. And so uh, elegant was my mix that we didn't even notice Tornado Wallace creeping in with Zorn Gott. That's his, this tune that we're listening to right now. Uh, Tornado Wallace, generally known for a, a brighter uh, sound and a little bit more low, low key, I suppose, but I've pitched this one up to go for the purposes of our mix. Tornado Wallace, uh, another Aussie playing back-to-back with yet another Aussie, fantastic man, also part of the Averne Discs, um, always fantastic uh, stage takeover down there in Desperados. Um, and, well, for me, that, I can't see myself being anywhere else for those six hours. <laughs> I love a back-to-back, though. 
there's nothing better. Like, because it just gives you something different, you know? Like, you might have seen, all right, I haven't, but you might have seen these DJs in various other places. But, like, a back to back is something really special when two people are like playing off each other. There's nothing better. Absolutely. What I tend to object to is a back to back to back. That's two people doing nothing for quite a long time, even though you, the customer and the promoter, have paid the flight, you've paid the hotel, and... Mm. Do you know what? I once saw this big um, plus eight night. Oh, yeah. And it was in Brixton Academy, and they had... It was basically all of the DJs all of the night long, so there was like... 10 of them or something like that and they'd build this weird like sets you could sort of see them lounging around on stage and ever so often like one would sort of go to the decks and do something it was really weird because you just see them like sitting there like you know, chatting about filters or whatever drinking it is. sake and whatnot yeah, exactly you're just like aren't you meant to be doing something now aren't you meant to be DJing and then you know as I said they'd sort of wander to the front and like pick out another minimal techno tune and go All right. well they wouldn't say anything they'd just put it on I once worked at a, a gig with Seth Truxler and the Martinez brothers all DJing together and they had a caddy yes a caddy they had someone <laughs> to carry their records around because to their credit they were playing records but um, they had someone to, to sort of Suggest tracks. So to as suggest a, tracks. Yes, as a caddy would, I was going to say, six like, iron. yes, they they were. Po- <laughs> hey, maybe mm, here you go. This will, this, yeah, this Did, this will, this will do what you. This got the lift that you need. Well, it's like that DJ. We won't say the name that was playing here the other day, who was basically just uh, telling someone to play tracks off Spotify. Weren't they? It's just, a different type of DJ, man. Come on, they're, they're, I've never seen this room busier. Even though we've had excellent DJs. Oh in. no, so no. What would yeah, you prefer? No. No, I, don't want, I want it busy. It just it just kind of amuses me. Both mm, of them. And did they take yeah. their advice? Were they like, all right, yeah, slip it on? I, I'm not sure if there's any... Di- oh, you mean in the case of Martinez Rutherford? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't studying it too hard, but it was a great set. I mean, I'm a bit of a hater of that sort of mainstream Ibiza sort of DJ set. They do a good job a lot of the time, and I think... I mean, we were just looking at Peggy Goo's lineup. She's playing all, the, all these massive parties in Ibiza. There's not that bigger difference sometimes between what's really commercial and what's going coming from the underground it is a thin line you could definitely have Peggy Goo together with those lot on, on the same <coughs> bill uh, I, and I guess that's kind of an indication of how far Peggy Goo has gone but I don't reckon you'd get Tornado Wallace on that bill it's not far off no but he's a bit sort of slower more mellow absolutely you know maybe outside on the terrace no productions like. don't often go up be, beyond 115 BPM or something like that and that's not Ibiza BPM it used to be Back in the day. That's it. Yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, you don't need to go to a beef Why would you go to a beef when you could go and see Fantastic Wallace back-to-back, uh, Fantastic Man, excuse me, back-to-back with Tornado Wallace, 9.55, controversial time. Oh, I like it. Yeah, uh, what was wrong with 10 o'clock? Um, Saturday, June the 1st, Desperado's Cube, and you know what that coincides with? Oh, <laughs> I'd completely forgotten. We'll be there, we'll be at all of them anyway. In spirit, and Johan will be in, a, in all the places he needs to be. Exactly. Should we listen to the rest of the mix? Yeah, let's listen to the rest of the mix. I think there's not much anything like after this, so thanks for having me, Ben. No, thank you. Please come along again. This has been a Line Noise special about Primavera Sound, all the hottest things to check out at the festival. Get in touch, Line Noise Podcast at gmail.com, at Twitter, at Line Noise Pods. Uh, send a carrier pigeon uh, telepathic signals anything really Uh, and we'll be back next time with Alternate